0: Welcome to the It Is Possible podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Nicholson, certified life coach, personal trainer, and nutrition coach. And I am here to help you get out of your own way so you can create the life you love. Okay, welcome back to the podcast. I am here with my first official podcast interview with Aria. So I met Aria, we actually went through life coach training together. So I met her last year and after we were certified, we were just talking and I just was so drawn to her and just loved her energy. And I ended up asking her to come and coach in my group and she agreed. So she's been coaching for me for, I don't know, what has it been like five months or so in my group program? She coaches. Yeah. It's October, I think. October, November. Yeah, Yeah. so somewhere around there. I know it's so good. So she's been coaching my ladies once a week in the group, and teaching them, and it's been absolutely incredible having her in there and just having another coach mind to, to help my ladies out. So, Aria, I would just love to hear if you would wouldn't mind just introducing yourself, telling us how you kind of got here at this point in your life, and really as I. Like for those of you that have seen my Facebook or my posts about her, just the long list of amazing things that you've done in your past that have really led you to where you are today. So I'll let you take it away.
1: Thank you. I'm so, this is my first ever podcast I've ever been on. I'm so excited. Oh my gosh. Thank you for having me. So yeah, so I actually grew up in the restaurant industry at 10. I was washing dishes in my parents' restaurant. And I thought it was like the best job ever. I was like, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. It was so much fun. I love it. But my parents encouraged me to like, you know, maybe, maybe do other things in life. And I was like, (laughs) I just want to wash dishes. This is fabulous. But what I ended up doing is, so I, as I grew up in the industry, I always like worked in the kitchen and worked on, you know, in the, the bar and I worked all throughout all the areas of the restaurant. And although I thought it was very fun, I also thought it was a lot of work and I never wanted to actually get into the restaurant industry. So I had plans to go to college and I was going to major in business and I was gonna actually going to do a double major business in Spanish, and Spanish. I was just going to like fly around the world awesome. with a clipboard and lipstick and high heels. That's what I thought okay. business women did and just do business. <laughs> and then When I was 17, my mom took me to a farmer's market in Madison, Wisconsin. I grew up in Wisconsin Mm -hmm. and I was like, I, like, I understood that like vegetables, you know, were grown in the garden and all these other things, but it was just so amazing to me just to be around so many farms and farmers and to hear stories about how things are grown and what things taste like. It just like inspired me to just go a different route. And I said, that's it. I'm going to culinary school. I canceled all my other college plans. And I went to the Culinary Institute of America in Hyde Park, New York, and spent two amazing years getting my degree there. It was, it was like, it was fantastic just to be surrounded by so much food and so much innovation and great conversations about food. Mm-hmm. And then I went into the industry and I just worked and I was a pastry chef and I traveled around the country and had different jobs. And I just wanted to just get as much experience as possible and ended up in South Florida. And long story short, I met a boy, we got married, we had kids. And from there, I just fell in love with working as a private chef because I really, I just still loved food and I still loved cooking, but being a private chef gave me the ability to work in a very different way. It wasn't in a restaurant. This was just a very fun and interesting way and I did that for 15 years and in the process learned a lot about people and food. I think there's definitely some pieces along the way like when I was 25, this was like 15, 16 years ago, my father was diagnosed with cancer and I remember like saying to the oncologist like what do you need me to cook for him? I can cook him anything, like anything right. he needs to eat. I can make for him. And the oncologist was like, just make sure he has, you know, calories at that point. I mean, that's 15 years ago. A lot has changed. Yeah. But after he passed away, I realized there was so much I did not know about food and nutrition. I knew about cooking. I knew about methods and ingredients, but I didn't know food and nutrition. So I went to the Institute for Integrative Nutrition and I spent a year getting my health coaching certification through them which was fantastic. And when I was cooking for clients, that was one thing that I was really really well known for in South Florida was being able to, you know, take whatever lifestyle, whatever diet, whatever health obstacle you had and figure out from there like menus and cooking and recipes and I was able to do a lot of that for people. But one thing that I was always so confused about was like I could plan the menu do all the cooking, stock the fridge. And people would be like really excited to start whatever the diet was or whatever the lifestyle change was, but they wouldn't stay with it. Like after a month or six Uh, weeks, it was like, they would still Mm -hmm. like the food, but then they'd be like, Oh, but I went out to eat and I had three glasses of wine and I had some fried chicken and it was delicious. And so there was always this piece where they would tell me they wanted to do something. I would cook for them, prepare food. But then along the way, I was trying to figure out like, what is the mindset piece Mm -hmm. of this? And so that was something I always wanted to experience was like, I wanted to learn more about mindset. And so all these years later, I decided to get certified as a life coach to truly understand, like, I understand the food and the cooking. I understand the nutrition, but the mindset piece to like help people really accomplish the things they want to accomplish was something that- I just wanted to just like dive into, and so yes, that's how we end up meet ended up meeting, yes. which is amazing. And and that's
0: really what drove my yeah. It's funny because that's really what drove my interest in getting the life coaching certification too. Is I wanted to understand. Same, you know, I came from the personal training background, but it's the kind of same pathway. Then I got certifications in different nutrition things because. And then it was like, why are the people not doing what I'm telling them to be doing? Right. And we're like, I really want to understand the psychology and the behavior and why we do the things that we do. And it's been so cool to have such a deeper understanding of the mind and how much control we really have over our lives and the outcomes that we get for ourselves. And so that's interesting that we kind of have two separate paths that obviously converged for the same reason, like just really out of curiosity. Yes, for sure. it was
1: like it was, I was I was like like I knew in my own life that was also part of my you know my path was like how like I'm sabotaging myself like why? like if I say I want something, like I'm really good. like if I say I want to do something when it comes to like my profession or mm, my career yeah. or for my children. but then for me it was like what is what is it about me like my thoughts? Yeah,
0: your commitment to or, yourself? Or my mindset right.
1: Mm -hmm. That I wasn't getting the goals that I wanted to when it came to like health and nutrition. So it is, it's, it's all so it's all out of curiosity. Like, why is this not working? I need to fix it. I need to figure it out.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yes. I love it. I could totally relate. I was just looking over your long list of credentials that I had a hard time fitting onto one sheet of paper. Season six. <laughs> A very long career. I love it so much. Season six of the, of the next food network star. Tell me about that.
1: Oh yeah. I forgot to mention that in my, my list of things. Yes. So yes, I was on. So that was, it was interesting. Cause I was probably, let's see, how old I what was. I, I was 29. And so my dad had passed away and I was just feeling like very lost. Mm-hmm. I was feeling like I just didn't quite know like what was next in my career. And so I met with a mentor of mine and I said, like, I don't know what to do. Like I, I have, you the time my son was three, I was like, you know, I'm a mom. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I should be doing. And he's like, what have you always wanted to do, but you've never done before? Great question. I was like, that's a great question. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I've always wanted my own cooking show. He's like, well then do that. Do that. (laughs) I'm like, okay. I'll just, I'll just do that. Go do this. Is you know, this is. I'll just go do that. This is like you know. I don't know, 12 years ago, I was like, I'll just, it's not like it is now where it's so easy to just like, let's put a YouTube channel together. Right. Or maybe I just didn't know it was as easy as it was. So I went and of course, like the first person I said, like, you know, whenever I have a question, I'm like, I, I asked my mom, I'm like, so I'm going to have my own TV show. What do you think about that? Like, how, how should I do that? And she's like, well, why don't you just apply for one of those like reality cooking shows? That was her, that was her, you know, suggestion. Oh my gosh, I love it. And so she like goes on the computer. She's like, oh, you know, in about two weeks, the Food Network is going to be auditioning for the next Food Network star. And I was like, really? She's like, oh, let's do that. So she like, she like bought me a ticket to Atlanta. She was like so excited. She's like, you have to go. Cause I was like, I don't know if I want to do that. I don't know if I should. She's like, you're going to do that. So she bought a ticket. She's oh like, you're gosh. going. I love it. I'll take care of Luca. I will t- do it. And I was like, all right. So I went to Atlanta. The cost, the the casting was like hours and hours. There was like hundreds and hundreds of people there. And after I finally got into the room, they're like, okay, what's your name? What do you like to cook? And I think that's all they asked me. And they're like, okay, can you come back tomorrow? I was like. Like tomorrow, like come back tomorrow. Can't you, can't we just keep doing this today? <laughs> like, so I flew back to Miami. Oh, wow. And then I flew. Yeah. And then I, cause my flight was leaving. I'm like, I have to get back to Miami. Oh. And then I flew back two days later. Cause I was able to schedule for two days later. And then I went through a whole casting call, like more auditioning. And then I'm like, great. Thank you so much. And then about two months later, they reached out and said, we'd like to fly you to New York and do like an, a real casting. Like, we want you to come to like oh. Food Network Studios oh, cool. and do like a real audition. So I did that. And then they called me up a month later and said, you like, you made it. So you need to fly to LA. We're going to send you a ticket. You're going to fly to LA and you're going to shoot the next Food Network star season six. Oh
0: my gosh. What was, was that? That was like,
1: like- on that. So you're, it's, it was definitely different than I expected it to be. You like, once you get into like all like the nitty gritty stuff, it's like, they come into your hotel room when you first arrive and they take your phone and your money and your credit cards and your ID. So you can't leave. So that was one thing. And then you get into the house, they bring you into the house with all the contestants and you're all living together. It's like real, like living together stuff wow. and you're miked all the time and the drama is real like for real (gasps) and it's very stressful and I think if I if anyone asks you to do a reality show you just run the other way oh my gosh I need (laughs) to go watch
0: this
1: (laughs) oh my god it was so stressful I mean and again I like I learned along Mm. I, I was so young it was you know all these years ago and I think if I would knew, if I knew now, you know what I knew then I would have had a much easier time with it. But I guess I was just like, it was, it was a fun and exciting experience, but it was just like, again, like they'll say things to you, like give you feedback on your food or on something you said. Like they said to me, like on the first couple, it was like, I think Giada De Laurentiis. I think she said to me like, you know, Aria, you just sound too teachery. Like you sound like you're teaching a, a class of kindergartners when you talk. And so that like really stuck in my head. Oh. Or I think Bobby Flay said to me, He's like, what did he say? He said, Oh no, it wasn't Bobby Flay. It was Susie Fogelson said to me, You know, Aria, you're just not very memorable. Oh my god. And that just sticks in your head. Like yeah. those, like, you know, yeah. you, you believe. Mm-hmm. what people say. And so it really, it it caused like, you know, I got a little stuck, but I made it out of the 10 episodes, I made it to the ninth episode. Wow. And yeah, it was, it ended up being a very good experience, mm. you know, for my career. It was very, again, very stressful. And I didn't have the tools that I have now to like right. manage, you know, all that stress, but in the end, I think it ended up being a very good experience.
0: Oh my gosh. So cool.
1: It was wild.
0: Yeah. I'm so glad you shared that with me. I've never heard any of that before. So I love that just for curiosity. Oh, there's (laughs) so many stories, but that'll be another podcast. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We'll have to create a whole series just for this. All right. Let's go ahead and talk about this upcoming mini course. So Yes, Yeah, because my conversation with you really is what inspired the topic for this mini course, making peace with food, just as we are kind of going back and forth. And it's so fun to, I almost wish that we like somebody could listen in on our conversation. Cause like, as I was watching us have this conversation, it's funny to have a conversation with another life coach because you're half having a conversation, but you're also like half kind of coaching each other at the same time. Do you feel that way?
1: Totally. Like that is something that I'm always like, I'm always on that verge of, all right, should I be asking questions as a friend or should it be, or a colleague, or should we yeah. be like having like actual,
0: like a session here? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I think it was kind of a hybrid because I was like kind of digging around in yes. your brain a little bit as we were brainstorming. And just a mm-hmm. few of the things that you had said when you were kind of talking about your own struggle, like food struggles, and you were sharing with me about that. I really brought together so many things that I have heard my clients over the years talking about. They're struggling with food. So many people um tell me, you know, I'm just tired of having to think about food all the time. I'm just exhausted. Like all of this energy that I spend, like counting calories or figuring out if I should be doing macros or what diet I should be doing, and all of that, because obviously I do a lot of weight loss coaching for anybody that doesn't know that on the podcast. And so I hear a lot about the people's relationship with food and how it's kind of rough. And then as we were talking, I was like, man, this is something that I think we could really help people with is bringing the mindset, bringing the food, bringing that all together and like really creating a piece for them, like really changing that tumultuous relationship that so many of us have with food. Um, and one of the things that you brought up was this concept of doing Sunday suppers. So I would love for you to talk about that because it is going to be part of the mini course and kind of how did this come about? What's your tell just tell us everything?
1: But yeah, the Sunday, so the Sunday suppers came about because I was trying to figure out how I can combine. Like food and cooking with coaching, and I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sure how that's all gonna. I, I want this to be like organic, like it's mm-hmm. all gonna come together nicely. I think for your group, this was a really easy way to combine cooking and coaching, yeah, in a way that I think is like super non judgmental and open and welcoming to everybody. Just to yeah. be able to like, I think sometimes when I talk to people about food and cooking especially when it comes to weight loss. I know for me, like that was always, I just wanted like peace in my head when it came to food. And it was so interesting that I picked a career, even though I've struggled with my weight, it's like, it's, it's like in my face every single day and I struggle with my weight. And so this is also for me, you know, over the past couple of years has been this idea that I want to be able to not hate food Mm -hmm. and, in my career, I want to be able to love what I do and not to be like, so like caught up in the food and what I'm eating or what I'm not eating. And so as I started to put this course together, I started to think about like the pieces that have been really influential in my own life when it comes to making my own peace with food. And it's an ongoing process, which is- I've learned to look at it as more of an adventure. Like what are these things here to teach me Yay. versus like, Oh my gosh, like it's, this is like the end of my life kind of thing. So the first class that we're going to do, do you want me to go through the the sure. weeks? Yeah, that'd be fun. Okay. So the first week is called a mindful eating. And I think this is where we start to like, you know, just in coaching, it's like, how do we start coaching a client? Well, we teach clients that they need to be aware of their thoughts. Mm -hmm. And that's the first thing when it comes to making peace with food is just being aware of your thoughts that you have around food. Yeah. Like we did a, an exercise a while ago about like, if I said like fruit, like what, what are your thoughts on fruit? We did this, I don't know a few months ago with your, yeah. with your group, which mm-hmm. is so fun. Like let's get everyone's ideas about like different food groups went around and everyone had a different thought about fruit from like, it has too much sugar and I will never eat it because it has too much sugar to it's healthy and nutrient dense. And I love to eat fruit
0: delicious. So
1: Yes, it's delicious. All these things. So, and again, if we are aware of the thoughts we have about the food to begin with, like that's where we start. That's where we begin to understand. Like, are these thoughts that we are having? Are they just pre-programmed on default mode from like Mm -hmm. our childhood,
0: and they're just running in our head? What's that? Yeah, that's what I'm. I actually just did a podcast. I'm kind of just talking about the concept of the group and it was exactly this, yeah. right? Where did we learn these beliefs? Where did we pick up these thoughts? Just really the first step is always awareness. So, yes, yes, yes.
1: Yes. And that is something I think when when you become aware of the thoughts you have in your head, that's then then you then you know that you have you have something you can you can solve the the issue, mm-hmm. you can solve the problem. If you're having a problem with like overeating or if you're just constantly like afraid to eat a certain food group like mm-hmm. i cannot eat carbs and you're telling yourself you can't eat carbs but then you binge on carbs you know for you know 3 weeks later there's definitely like a disconnect between your thoughts and then your actions and what you're doing and so the idea is to be aware of them first mm-hmm. so that you can then ask yourself like is that a true thought like where did this come from number 1 and is it yeah. true and so that's what we're going to do on our first week we're going to really like understand our thoughts about food and specifically food groups and, you know, whether it's fruit or carbs or potatoes or, you know, cauliflower, whatever it is, we're going to, we're going to, going to have the ladies like for a week, just really be aware of those thoughts. And then once we go through that piece of it, we'll probably spend about 30 minutes coaching. And then the next 30 minutes, we're going to make the most delicious shakshuka, which is this easy and delicious. You can have it for breakfast, lunch, dinner. It's like a North African, like Moroccan inspired with flavor. They eat shakshuka a lot in Israel and in the Middle East and basically like tomatoes and peppers and onions and garlic. And you you make this sauce and then you crack eggs in it.
0: What? Like whole eggs. I'm so excited.
1: And then you can either stick it in your oven or you can cover it and cook it on your stovetop. And then you serve it with either like potatoes or sweet potatoes or you can, you know, a piece of sourdough bread. You can mm-hmm. sprinkle herbs on top. You can sprinkle feta cheese. And it becomes like a really delicious, flavorful, easy meal that you can make, again, breakfast, lunch, or dinner. And it's loaded with protein and loaded with veggies. And so, again, just that conversation of like, mm. let's talk about flavor. And that's what I want in the beginning. Like, let's talk about flavor. Let's talk about making food enjoyable yes. and nourishing to your body versus like, I ha- I eat the same thing every day. I don't really like it.
0: I, I don't know right. what else to cook. Right. Or like, okay, does it, how many calories does it have? Can I yeah. eat this thing? Does it fit into yes. my diet? Like those kind of things. And I'm so yes. pumped for this. And honestly, I feel like I should just sit back and put my feet up because you're doing like such an incredible job. I'm Are so you going to cook with us? heck yes, I'm going to cook with you. But here's the problem is I am a terrible cook. No, you're not. You're not not a a terrible terrible cook. cook. I just have never really learned. And I tell myself that I'm a terrible cook. And I believe like I have so many negative thoughts about cooking and and just about food in general. And so I am just really pumped. I'm totally immersing myself in this experience because I know that it's possible for me to change the way that I think about it. And I want to enjoy it. So I've done this with laundry. I used to hate doing the laundry. Now the laundry is like no big deal. And so I want to get to the place where I can love cooking. And so I'm just so honestly, I'm so pumped that you're doing this. And I'm just going to pull up a chair and be a student. And you're going to be like, somebody get her out of the class. She's burning the shakshuka.
1: No, no. No, I'm so glad you're going to do this because I think too, like one of those other things that I've learned along the way I've been teaching for many, many years is that you know, there's things that we do in professional kitchens that like we keep our stations really organized mm-hmm. and that's how we create efficiency. And a lot of times when you go into a a home cook, you go into mm-hmm. like a, you know, your your own kitchen at your house, you haven't learned like some things that, you know, we do in professional kitchens. And mm-hmm. so- Part of what I love to teach is like, this is how we're going to keep you really organized. And so your cleanup is easy. Your cooking is easy. You don't feel like, you know, like this huge like tomato bomb exploded in your kitchen. So along the way, I'm going to teach all these little like tips and tricks to make sure that everyone feels too really good in the kitchen.
0: And I just love how you're fusing together the mindset with the actual food. And this idea that I don't know if we have talked about this, but I've been really, I think we did kind of touch on this, right? I was like cutting vegetables a few weeks ago in my kitchen. And I was thinking like, man, this is actually not that bad. Like I kind of enjoy this. And I want to be at the place where I, I've heard that people like cook with love, like apparently that's a thing. And then, then I'm like, yes. I do know what that would be like to be like having all of this emotion and, and like thoughtfulness to put into the food that I'm preparing for my family, really like for myself and also for my family. And I just love that you're going to tie all that together for us. Yes. Like we're going to be. And it is, it's something
1: that I think, yeah, no, I think it's something, I think, you know, one thing that I've learned throughout my career is that, you know, people can feel what you're cooking. Like it, Mm. it does, it takes on an energy. And if you hate what you're doing and you're frustrated and you're aggravated, it does, like you could, you can taste that in the food. Mm. And I, and I never really understood until people started telling me, like, my sister said to me, she's like, I can just taste the love in your food. And I was like, really? That's so like, you, that's a thing.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: so, oh my gosh. It does. It. You can. And I think food is, it's not, you know, it's not here to make us happy. It's not here to punish us. And I think that's the beginning of this Mm -hmm. conversation, especially in the first class. Is like food is not here to punish us. Mm -hmm. It's not here to love us. Mm -hmm. It's not here to take our, you know, our, our, you know, our, our, the stress of the day away. That's not the job of food. Food is here to nourish us. And so if you look at food as a nourishing aspect of what you do every single day, Mm -hmm. And that comes, if you really love and respect yourself, then you're going
0: to fill up your body with nourishing, beautiful ingredients. Uh, Yeah, it's so true, right? Like when you're, this is what I always say, when you feel like crap, you're going to eat like crap. 100%. And a lot of what's happening, especially like in diet culture and stuff is we've got so much shame around Mm -hmm. food and around the way that we interact and the way that we behave with food that we're feeling really terrible a lot of the time. And so of course we're going to eat terrible things because generally they're the things that kind of give us a little dopamine hit. They make us feel a little better in the moment. And then we just pile more shame and guilt for eating that thing. But yeah, so I just love this idea and I'm so excited to explore this concept of when I'm feeling really good. So I love that you're doing the mindset first. And then I'm going into the kitchen with that, my mind prepared ahead of time And I'm thinking like, I'm having a joyful time, like doing this cooking class with alongside you. I I'm imagining it's going to be a lot of fun and social interaction with all the other ladies in the group. And I just feel like, man, that's such a, that's exactly what I'm looking for, right? To, to have that relationship with food. Not that it has, that it has to entertain me, but that I can enjoy it so much. And the way that it's going to nourish me also, is that making sense?
1: Yeah, for sure. And that's, that's the piece that I think people, they miss. Cause it becomes like, it's a chore. Like I have to cook mm-hmm. and it's a chore or they haven't learned how to cook. And so there's like insecurity and like, I, I don't know me. how to cut things. And so I'm going to burn stuff or I don't know how to read a recipe or like there's all these ideas. And so if we can just get back to basics and that's why I started with the shakshuka because it's a very basic, easy recipe with a lot of flavor. That if we can just start with the basics, like this is how you're gonna set up your station. I'll show everyone how to set up their cutting boards and their bowls and all the things, all my tips and tricks. And then we're just gonna to cook together. And you have the opportunity to ask me as many questions as you want. I mean, that's yeah. why I'm there. We can have so great good. conversations and you know, like I'm gonna teach you all how to, you know, mince and chop garlic and tips and tricks there and tools that I use too, that are just like super easy. So there's a lot of good stuff.
0: So let's go ahead and explore. So that's week one. Tell me about what you have in store yep. for the rest of the weeks.
1: Okay. So week two is emotional eating. This is, this is a great opportunity to talk about like, well, what happens if things go like wrong? Like, first of all, emotional eating, like, what is it? We're going to talk about what it is and what triggers Like individually, like what triggers everyone's individual, their emotional eating. And then what happens, like what we can plan ahead of time when, you know, like, if I know that this is like, it's going to be a rough day at work. I know there's going to be a lot of stress. And when I come home, like this is when I usually eat because I want to just relax and enjoy, you know, take the edge off kind of thing, like quote unquote, take your edge off. And so then what can we do about it? Like, we know this is your pattern. We're going to identify the pattern of the emotional eating. And then what we're going to do, like what each person is planning on doing when that happens. So it's just like, okay, so I'm going to think, yeah, like this is what I'm going to plan on purpose ahead of time. So I'm not in this like default, like here's, and it's so fascinating when you understand your pattern, then you just interrupt the pattern.
0: Mm -hmm. Yes.
1: So you're you're interrupting your pattern. And then you we are going to talk about what are the things we can think about? What are the things we can feel and what are the things that we can do when that moment happens. So okay, I'm home from work and I had a really stressful day. Okay. So usually I would go and like grab a bag of chips. Great. We need to interrupt that pattern. So you had a stressful day at work. You normally just come home and you grab some chips and you're like emotionally just eat them. You buffer, you don't think about anything except eating that bag of chips and hoping that your whole day just disappears. So if you know that's your pattern, then what we do is we identify the pattern, then we interrupt the pattern. And then from there, we're able to then think about, okay, so if this happens, what are you gonna think? Mm. Are you gonna think like, My day is over and I should just sit down and eat. Or are you going to think like, I want to take care of my body. I want to take care of my, my, my soul. I want to take care of myself. And to do that, I'm going to go for a 10 minute walk. I want to take care of myself. And so I'm going to go for a walk after work because that's going to be, that's my do piece. That's what I'm going to do in order to think and feel really good in my body. So you're finding ways to interrupt the, the eating And you're doing something that's really good for your body, or I'm going to sit and I'm going to read a book. You're going to figure out the things that you can do that are just really good for your body and your soul and your mind. And one of them is not eating a whole bag of chips.
0: So, Right. And this is interesting and it ties so perfectly into this and trauma trauma informed um, certification that I'm doing. And we've been talking about, you know, when your nervous system is activated, something like that, when you're having a stress response, because you had a tough day at work or whatever, and then how do we calm the nervous system? And one of the things is like getting out in nature, going for a walk, moving your body, maybe finding those things that you can do that are actually going to help you move towards your goals, right? Because maybe we've learned that eating the bag of potato chips, maybe that's the only way that we know how to handle stress right now. And so we really want to work on building the skills that you actually need. So you don't have to turn to the potato chips anymore. And then it's just like, okay, we got to break the habit of turning to the potato chips, but you've actually created this whole like toolbox, I guess, of things that you can do to handle different emotions that don't include eating and sabotaging. If you don't want to, like maybe you're going to choose to keep some of those things and that's totally up to you, but let's do it with intention.
1: Yes. Yeah. And that's, so you know, from, yeah. So from week one, when we're identifying our thoughts, and that's part of this, like identifying, you know, where these thoughts were coming from, you know, because like you said, like that could have been something that came from, like, you learned how to take care of yourself by eating those chips at right. one point, because it did make you feel safe and it did make you feel okay. But now here you are five or 10 years later. Maybe that's not how you take care of yourself today. And so just just because you did it. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's that, that, that repeat that, you know, that thought loop that just plays Mm -hmm. on repeat. And this is when we're beginning to interrupt it. And we're questioning where did that come from? And do we really need it anymore? And if the answer is no, I don't need that anymore, then how can we then, you know, plan something so that you're not eating So that you're not eating a bag of chips to make yourself feel better. Cause in the end it doesn't make you feel better anymore.
0: So yeah. All right. What's next.
1: Okay. And then we're going to make watermelon salad, which is like (gasps) my favorite, (laughs) favorite watermelon salad.
0: Oh my gosh. This sounds really good and tele-friendly. Like maybe I don't even have to cook anything for this one.
1: No, we are not going to cook. We're not going to heat anything up. So in this, like, I love, like I'm a Montessori mom. Like I love, like, you know, like, what's it called? Like you learn how to do things, but then there's all these little lessons within the lesson. Yeah. So like in this watermelon side, I'm going to, we're going to cut a whole watermelon up. Oh and so there's a lesson with our knife skills. And then we're also going to make dressing, which is a great lesson in itself. Cause making your own dressing is like the, you're going to learn, like, it's like the key to your yeah. happiness. What is that? I don't even
0: know what this is. You don't just open the bottle and like pour it on. Huh?
1: I'm going to teach you how to make dressing and then I'm going to give you the recipe because it's so a very excited. basic recipe and then like how to like zhuzh it up like how you can yeah. take a basic recipe and then add to it and then you can make it your own whatever I'm gonna tomato be, basil
0: dressing I'm going to be like an animal in the kitchen after you're done with me
1: I know like you're going to send me a I know you're going to be like on <laughs> slack like look at what I made
0: <laughs> Look at what I Selfies in the kitchen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's huh? gonna. be I'm excited. I'm so super super excited. Okay, so week three. I know. I want to go through this. I know we don't have like all day to talk about all these yeah, things, even though did, I could yeah. talk about them. Week three, we're talking to talk about image, which is something. This is like when it comes to like really loving yourself, mm-hmm. like really like fiercely loving yourself, because I think that if you really you learn, this is something that you learn because you've learned, most people have learned how not to love themselves. Mm,
0: so true. So
1: we are going to really just nail this down and be like, listen, if you can love yourself so fiercely, your own back, yeah, like solid, like you are your number one fan.
0: Mm.
1: Eating is not going to be something, it's going to be more effortless if you can just really love yourself. Yeah. If you can learn how to do that piece, then eating is going to be like, it's going to be an effortless thing to do cooking, whatever it is, because it's going to be, if you, if you truly deeply love yourself, yeah. Then taking care of yourself is a lot easier. nourishing yourself is so much easier.
0: Yeah. This like is not so good with
1: yourself. All the time.
0: This is so, so good. And I just want to say a little bit here for anybody that might be listening. That's like, can't, cause I know that I've coached, clients on body image before. And it's like this idea of loving yourself to this like extent that you're talking about Aria is not even believable to them. When we start working together, they cannot even fathom that this is something that could be real for them. So I just want to encourage anybody that's listening that might have those same thoughts about this topic is it's a process. I feel like, and maybe you can speak to this a little bit, Aria too, is it's definitely a process. And I also think that part of what we, the work that we do, you know, in the group with the ladies and in this mini course and stuff is also creating trust with yourself, because I think that they kind of go hand in hand. Like you have to be able to regain mm-hmm. that trust with yourself. I think in order to be able to love yourself, what are your quick thoughts on that?
1: No, for sure. And I think this is something a lot of times, like I have found within myself, like, why do I like in, you know, this is, this is a process. I still am working on this, mm-hmm. which is I've come to really, really enjoy the process of working on it for myself. And what I realized along the way was that a lot of like these like hateful things I was saying to myself came from dieting.
0: Yes. Like
1: when I was a teenager and I wanted to lose weight, and I could just speak, you know, really mean to myself. Mm-hmm. I learned that if I spoke really mean to myself, I could get myself to do something like not eat, not eat for the day. Like if I could just yeah. say to myself, like you, you just have to not do that. Like, and I was like, so mean to myself. And that's how I learned to speak like really rough to myself. in the yeah, process. like you have
0: no self-control. What's wrong with you? You're broken. Yes. Why can't yes. you figure this out? Yes. Yeah.
1: All of those things. Like I learned how to talk like a, like, I mean, just like a bully to myself Mm -hmm. through, through dieting. And so I've had to unlearn that. And in the process of unlearning that once I really heard what I was saying to myself, I'm like, I don't even believe that about myself. Like, this is something that I learned as like a teenager. So as I've gotten older, as I've become an adult, that doesn't work anymore for me. To because hmm. I would never speak to my kids that way, I would never speak to my daughter that way. So, why would I now speak to myself that way?
0: Right. And I think the biggest thing, and this is why I love life coaching, is even just like you were talking about in week one, you're going to talk about that awareness. And being able Mm -hmm. to have somebody that's going to help you see your mind, that's going to be able to help you see all of these thoughts that have been programmed at one point or another in your life and have been running like behind the scenes, influencing everything that you do and every decision that you make. And we're going to pull them out and we're going to look at them, like lay them all out on the table. And then we go through them and we're like, do we even believe this? Do we want to keep this? What are the ones that we would intentionally pick up and choose to like put back in our minds if we had that ability? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's such For sure. and that, powerful work. Yeah.
1: And that is exciting because I think once you start to see those thoughts,
0: because
1: mm-hmm. a lot of times you can see them, but then you don't have to do with them. Right. And so over the next month, between awesome. your coaching and then my Sundays with everyone, I think that gives people the ability, like, I found this thought. What do I do with it? And then that's the beauty of all of this coaching yes. is once you have the, the information, then you also have the ability to work with you and then work with me to then figure out, well, now what's next? Like, it's like the action. Now, what do we do about it? How do right. we solve this? Yeah. So yeah, it's not, we're just not going to find your thoughts and then just leave you no, like, no, no. in your
0: kitchen with all your thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> crying in your shakshuka, right? Shot, crying
1: in the shakshuka, exactly. No, we're gonna work on it. We're gonna figure it out, and yes. then we're gonna find solutions, which is I like the it. most incredible part. So, I'm yeah. so excited to so hear make about the bowl. recipe.
0: I'm yes, I'm so excited about this. Tell me about. It. I don't even care what it is actually, because it sounds incredible.
1: We're gonna make goddess bowls. We're gonna do. So we're gonna do. We're gonna make. I'm gonna teach everyone how to make quinoa, which is great high fiber, great protein, and great carbs. And then I'm going to teach everyone. so it's a layered bowl. So you, it's like a Buddha bowl. I think mm-hmm. sometimes you see Buddha bowls on restaurants. So this is not a Buddha bowl. We are doing goddess bowls because we are all goddesses. Of course. And so, right. And we're going to make a green goddess dressing to go on top. So it's going to be a warm, it's, it can, it's like great for leftovers. So I'm going to teach you how to build a bowl. So yeah, great for leftovers, great protein, great veggies. And then we have this delicious green green goddess dressing that you can make and it's great for your fridge and you can pour it on anything. It's like full of herbs and great flavors. And so, and we're going to have something crunchy on top and I'm going to talk to you about like how to layer it. And then, cause this is all about texture, like creating layers, creating flavor layers, but also texture layers. And then. Yeah. So that's going to be week three. And then week four is going to be, we're going to, I'm going to figure out as I speak to everyone throughout the three weeks, I'm going to figure out like what are the main pain points when it comes to cooking. And then I'm going to figure out a recipe that we're going to do on the fourth week. But the fourth week is going to be really fun because I think this is where everything gets like pulled together. It's called sustainable habits. Love it. It's like, how do we take all these things that we've learned and put them together? First of all, like, like let's celebrate all the victories we've had over the past three weeks. And on this fourth week, we're going to figure out then like how to make these sustainable. Like how do we do this for the
0: rest of our lives? So good. I love it. So taking all the way from the beginning, all the way through and beyond basically. Yes. And
1: then through the process, you're going to learn that when you do have thoughts that maybe they worked for you, maybe they're working for you now. And we're going to talk about that. Like, but then how to then, you know, It's almost like doing like a, like an audit of your thoughts, like every month or every six weeks or every week you sit down with yourself and you really audit, like what you're thinking and then creating, deciding if you want to keep those thoughts or
0: not. So that this is like an ongoing process. Yes. I love it so much. I'm so excited. Honestly, like I think this may be the most value packed month that I've ever offered inside my membership. I'm oh my so gosh. That's so exciting. Excited. I'm so excited. And these are the kinds of things that like keep us going too, right? This having the community, having these exciting things to look forward to, I feel like this helps make the journey so much easier when you have ongoing, like encouragement, ongoing support and ongoing community of people that understand what you're going through. And are, you know, when you get in these coaching containers and you see other people speaking up and you can kind of see, Oh, I do that too, or I struggle here or whatever it really does create such a safe, incredible environment. And I'm just excited to bring this to them. And I'm so grateful to have you in there. So anybody that's interested, you got to get registered before I'll put the registration link in the, what is it called in the show notes. So you guys can go down there and get registered before April 1st. If you want to be a part of this amazingness. Like I always say, even if you only showed up just for the coaching, this deal would be incredible. But you guys, even if you only showed up for like the 30 minute a week cooking portion, you're going to get more than your money's worth. So I hope that you will join us. Thank you so much, Aria. Is there anything else that you want to share with us before we wrap it up here?
1: Yeah, the one thing, so I've been coaching with your group for I think almost a little over five months. And I mm-hmm. will say they are like the most amazing women. They're what you're saying, like they're supportive and they care about each other. And on the Slack channel, they're like always rooting each other on and supporting each other. And so I think, I think these coaching sessions are fabulous and wonderful, but yes. the support and the love and the care that you get from the women in the group, Mm -hmm. I've never been in a group like this where there's just so much support and not from you. I mean, you, yes, you of course give a lot of support, but there's just so much like from the community, Mm -hmm. inner conversations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like suggestions and thoughts and, you know, there's, it's just a beautiful, beautiful group of women. And I think anyone that joins will really feel just like this really good energy when it comes to just, just being in a group of women that are like loving
0: and caring and supporting. So I know. Yes, I think that's I, it. such a good point. Thank you for sharing that because I totally agree. I think this, I have, again, I have never experienced a group of women in and in like this either. And I think it can almost be a little scary at first if you've had bad experiences with women to come into a container and we'd be like, oh, there's how many women in here? You know? And, yeah. but no, it is the most incredible environment. Nothing like nothing I've ever experienced. And you, yeah, you got to come and check it out for yourself for sure. It's like indescribably priceless. And I,
1: yeah. And that I think it, it's owed to you because I think you developed this culture. Mm-hmm. And within this culture and this community of women, they've all, they're just all like, again, I've never been in a group where there was just so many women that are just like so like loving and supportive. Like nobody is saying anything mean mm-hmm. or negative. There's none of that. And I, yeah, like no I said, judgment. I've never been in a group like that where they're so, yeah. So I think that, like, that's owed to you and your coaching and your mm-hmm. group. So, well, thank you. You have an incredible, incredible group of women. Yeah. And look at that's why you're here because you fit right in. And yes, <laughs> this is fabulous. I can't wait to start.
0: All right. Everyone I'm definitely... has to join. I
1: can't wait to yeah. see everybody's faces. I know it's going to be good.
0: And we're definitely going to have to have you on the podcast another time because I could just talk to you all day.
1: Oh my gosh. I know we, we, we talked the two of us. It's like, can you get in a quick call? Yeah. Right. And like an hour and a half later, I mean,
0: yeah. <laughs> it's like not just... possible. All right. Not we'll go possible. ahead and wrap it up here. Thanks everybody for listening. Right. Thank you again, Arya, for being here and we'll see you guys later.